0: You are Locked On Padres, your daily San Diego Padres podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Padres podcast, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day for Wednesday. World Series concluded Wednesday. October twenty eighth. My name of course is Javier Reyes, your host of this year Lockdown Padres podcast. Check in and follow us Twitter page for the show, which is at L-O underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at javapeno, which is spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And if you feel so inclined, please uh, hit me up on either of those two accounts, and I might get back to you with any of the questions, comments, or concerns you might have. I, like I said, going to put out a calling for the mailbag probably sometime next week, so look forward to that for sure. Today's episode, guys, is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. And today's episode, guys, what do you think I'm going to be talking about? Today, we are talking about last night's Game six. The Los Angeles Dodgers are your 2020 World Series champions. I know, I know. The first thing that there's a lot of thoughts I have, and I'm going to talk about the game and then I'm going to talk about. What unfortunately is probably going to be the main discourse. I'm recording this like at the in the middle of uh like it's like one o'clock right now, and I'm recording this, and you guys should have it at a couple hours. But in, over the course of right now, it's a lot of information coming out and whatnot. I feel like the baseball discourse is going to be more than just oh wow the Dodgers won the World Series. It's going to be a lot more than that. But first, let's just talk about the game. It was you know it was another kind of uh defensive sort of game. A lot of good pitching. Um, Tony Gonsolin starts out the game, he doesn't look so great, he only goes one and two-thirds of an inning, and then basically for the rest of the game, he, uh, you know, it's pretty much smooth sailing for the Dodgers, they only give up two more hits after that, Bruce Gratterall, Julio Urias, Pedro Baez, like everybody from the Dodgers is pretty much perfect, and then there's the Rays, where Blake Snell, and I'm going to save this for the second half of the episode, guys, he goes five and a third's innings, only giving up two hits, allowing an earned run, and having nine strikes with no walks Nick Anderson ends up giving up a run uh, only getting one out and then Peter Fairbanks ends up giving up another run uh, to a Mookie Betts uh, solo shot let's just talk about this for a second I have to give my congrats to the Dodgers and you know I joked about this on Twitter a little bit where I was basically like, it's pretty funny, you know, the the, the baseball gods giveth and the baseball gods taketh away You know, uh, to see the, the, the Dodgers um, win the NL West rivals of the Padres, obviously. To see them win a World Series title, obviously isn't necessarily the most desired of outcomes. And some people might, you know, say, oh, don't give them any credit, screw them, and blah, blah, blah. No, you gotta give the Dodgers credit. They are the best team in baseball, and it only makes sense that they won. And honestly, for years, They've been choking. They've been blowing games. And Howie Kendrick beats them. And all these teams end up beating them, and they finally have their moment. I don't think Clayton Kershaw, I really wish that he got another chance to pitch just because of the the drama factor, the legacy factor that I talked about with Connor Newcomb on yesterday's episode, if you guys want to check that out. Uh, That would have been so much more entertaining, at least I think. And, you know, we didn't get that, but still, it just... A lot of credit to the Dodgers. I mean, they were a great team overall. They had the best like offense in all of baseball, with maybe the exception of the, the Braves and your Slam Diego Padres. I think that the Dodgers were just more consistent and had more depth with their offense. Well, I think that the Padres were one of those teams that could have a real big blow up inning. You know, I think that they were one of those teams that their offense was very like just get the ball rolling a little bit and they could explode. Well, the Dodgers kind of chipped away at you every single inning, and then the Braves, a little bit similar, I think, to the Padres in that respective uh thing. Where it's just they they could blow up anyway. And why am I talking about these two teams? The Dodgers won the World Series. Congratulations to the Dodgers. In all seriousness, you know, and I don't want to hear you know all these takes because some people are going, oh well, it's a it's a shortened season. No, I actually think that I, I've been thinking about this a lot of the past few days, and I think this was the same uh, kind of vibe and feeling with the NBA championship, right? And I think that. It's not that this is some type of asterisk season where you won in a shortened season, right? I don't think that's the case here. I think the only thing is that, you know, objectively speaking, it doesn't feel the same because people don't get to celebrate in the same way that they would have liked. And we're going to talk about celebrations and the pandemic later on in the episode for sure. But you get what I'm saying. I just think that there's a lot of, uh, it's not the same. We're not going to have, you know, full, full citywide parades the same way we would have, you know, it's just the sort of kind of situation that we find ourselves in now. And the Dodgers, you know, it it stinks because this is an amazing team. This is one of the great teams and they're going to be great for a long time. And We're going to be talking a lot over the offseason about what the Padres have to do to potentially improve. What, in my opinion, would have to be one of the biggest things is hopefully the Dodgers do not get better. Hopefully they do not say, screw it, we're going to buy even more players. We're going to get even more better arms to kind of bolster our starting rotation that at times was a little bit lacking, just at times. We're going to see how that all pans out, but seriously, once again, I keep saying it, congratulations to the Dodgers. If there was a right team to win, I guess you could say it was the Dodgers. They were the best. They were the best in every foreseeable category for the most part, and even if you don't like the Dodgers, I feel like everyone likes Mookie Betts, and that's another thing that I think is going to be really interesting to talk about over the course of uh, baseball discourse and all that. Baseball discourse is going to go into like eight directions, and I feel like one thing people have been talking about is the whole Betts versus Trout debate, and i I don't know. I'm going to talk a little bit about numbers and stuff like that in a little bit, so I'm going to save it, but I think that that's actually a little bit uh, of an annoying conversation in certain respects that I'll get into, but pick the Dodgers to win in six, and that's what ended up happening. This is one of those things, guys, where I have to say, hey, it was an absolute blast watching all of the playoffs. I think this was a pretty good World Series. I think Game 4 was an absolute classic, and usually when you have a good World Series, you always have like that one game that everyone's going to remember, and I think last year, maybe I'm forgetting something, but I don't think last year had that much of a one game. I feel like the most memorable game of the postseason last year, oddly enough, was probably the the Nationals-Howie Kendrick game against the Dodgers, just because it gave us that really sad kind of picture of Clayton Kershaw, so seeing Nationals, now, seeing him hold up that championship trophy, I have to admit, is really nice because I mentioned it before, I have a soft spot for guys who, for some reason, just can't always, you know, they've got generational talent. The Chris Pauls of the world, the Dan Marinos of the world, the, the Patrick Ewings, the... Philip Rivers, my beloved Philip Rivers, those type of guys who are incredible athletes that just for some reason never got it done in the playoffs, and we could debate why that never happened. And don't get me wrong, baseball is more of a team sport than the uh, aforementioned athletes and the other ones that I just mentioned. But it's still sad to see. And he was really solid in the World Series. He only gave up, I think it was what was it, two runs that last start that he had uh, that me, that Connor and I were talking about the other day. I think he was he was really solid and he did not have the implosion. And even though if even if he gives up a couple, I know that baseball fans they start for oh no the curse freak out all this stuff no he was great and he finally got his championship so I'm super happy for him in that respect but you know what Clayton Kershaw isn't the only thing I've got a soft spot for guys. Let me tell you. You know what I really have a soft spot for is a thing that is soft and easy to chew. That's what I'm talking about. Built bar, guys. Um, nom, 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 nom. Let me tell you about built bars. Say, like, like I said, they're soft and easy to chew, and they're covered in 100% chocolate. That already got your 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 appetites boiling, doesn't it? It's got you you your mouth watering a little bit, doesn't it? Well, let me tell you about the flavors. There's 12 original flavors. They've got coconut almond, raspberry, German chocolate, peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, orange, toffee almond, coconut, and peanut butter brown, and I can guarantee you guys, even if you, even if one of those flavors, say maybe you're not a, maybe you're not a, uh, an orange flavor type of person, which I don't know why you wouldn't be, but say you're not. Guess what? I was in a mint brownie fan, and I loved their mint brownie flavor. That's what's so great about book Bar is They're super tasty, and they've got six new amazing flavors that they're adding. That's caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia. Nice what they did with the pun there. Lemon almond cheesecake. Oh man! Carrot cake and apple almond crisp. I know, you guys are hearing all these names and you're wondering, oh my gosh, these sounds so good. How can it possibly get any better? We'll get this. They're also healthy for you. Yes, of course, it's so fantastic. Especially, you know, when we're, we're kind of in candy season now. Well, you know, get yourself a Built Bar. They're great for the keto diet. They're high fiber, high protein, low sugar, and have low calorie count. So they're really awesome. Uh, and even more awesome is that I've got a deal for you guys. I've got a deal just for you guys, right? Go to builtbar.com and use promo code on. And you'll get 20% off your next order. That's right. You heard that right, everybody. That is promo code LOCKED ON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. And now, guys, enough of the congratulations because, you know what, I have to admit, I'm probably going to end up talking more about the Dodgers. I'm going to invite Jeff Snyder on the podcast. I'm definitely going to let him gloat a little. I have to, guys. Come on. It's it's what a good sportsman like your boy, Javier Reyes, it's what he does, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm going to leave the gloating now. But now, guys, instead of all that, I'm going to talk to you about two of the unfortunate narratives that are probably going to uh, cover all of this World Series, you know? It's not gonna be about the Dodgers winning. At least that's how I feel about it. That's the temperature that I feel like that I'm measuring right now. I'm scouring the Twitter spheres and the, the internets and the media coverage right now. It feels like there's gonna be two things that we're talking about. Number one, it is Blake Snell. As I mentioned earlier, he went five and a thirds innings, only giving up one earned run on only two hits. And here's the thing, the one earned run is actually not something he gave up because he got pulled early. At just 73 pitches, manager of the Tampa Bay Rays, Kevin Cash decided to pull him. And if you guys weren't paying attention, everybody lost their mind. And here's my take. You know, everybody's saying did did the did the did the race pull him early? And I feel like we're gonna have a big conversation about analytics and data and information, whatever you want to call it, and how everyone's gonna be saying it's ruining the sport and this and that. I'm somewhere of the mostly yes, this gets me mad about sports. I do want to make sure that people don't get crazy and act like analytics have done absolutely nothing for sports. But I will say this, baseball oftentimes falls into an issue of just becoming an algebra test. It just becomes a thing where you sit there and you, you got some Princeton grad or whatever, some 28-year-old Princeton grad who's telling the computer's telling them, oh, put this guy and do this and that, right? And I just feel like this is one of those things where those type of people were, were wrong, and I felt like Blake Snell was just dealing. Everyone is saying that right now, including, I just saw a quote from Kevin Kiermeyer who was like, this guy was dealing. Blake Snell himself was like, yeah, I was really disappointed in the outcome. He was clearly upset, and my thing is this, and of course, who do they bring in? So My my, my other issue is, I don't even know if whether or not to actually uh, assign this as being an analytics thing, by the way, because... You know, what happens is they bring in Nick Anderson, who's, as I just saw the stat on Twitter, he's his last seven postseason appearances, he's given up a run. His last seven. That's insane. And actually, when you look at the numbers that uh, Blake Snell had against the, the Dodgers batters that were coming up, including Mookie Betts, who was 0-5 with four strikeouts of Blake's, against Blake Snell, it just makes you wonder, why didn't you just keep the guy in? He only gave up a single, and then what happens? The Dodgers score another run on a bunch of hits, including one from Mookie Betts if I'm not mistaken. And it's just like, look, I think that one of the issues every now and then is just we don't value, and one of the things I don't like about statistics is that they they suggest that being clutch and nerves almost don't exist. It's very odd that they go in that direction sometimes, all the stat nerds. I just think we had one of those these situations, and it's going to be talked about for a while. People are going to be blaming Kevin Cash for this, and I think that... The seemingly negative reactions from teammates and not being, everybody seemingly being like, what the heck our guy was dealing. It was one of those things where the Dodgers just seemed so happy that this guy wasn't pitching anymore. It's like how every team, when Baker Mayfield is throwing the ball, is much more happy versus when Nick Chubb or Kareem Hutt. You know, that's I don't know why I brought them into this. I just... I don't know why I brought the Brads with this. But anyway, I know Baker Mayfield was good on Sunday. But it's one of those things where I just feel like they were like, great, this guy that was absolutely owning us, maybe pitching the game of his life, maybe pitching the game of his life, gets taken out for a dude that we've been clobbering the whole World Series. And actually, in fact, basically every team has been able to hit this World Series. And I know that he's technically their best reliever and had an awesome, awesome 2020 season. But it's just, it just doesn't make any sense. So I'm really curious to see how it all pans out. It's going to be the main discussion. It's going to be the main discussion discourse of all baseball lore and baseball talk, I'd say, at least for the next like day or so. And don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to discredit the Dodgers in any way. They they hit they hit the guys when they had to get the hits. You know, whatever the the team does, you have to capitalize off of their mistakes and the Dodgers absolutely did that. But I have to say, guys, it's things like this where people who don't necessarily are not necessarily super into baseball, they see this, they see the whole we're, we're just gonna take a guy out in these type of situations. What are we doing? I don't know if it was I don't even know if it was analytics Let's just assume right now that there was something that said you should take out Blake Snell It's stuff like this that make people you know a little bit turned off to baseball It's stuff like this where you're like we want to see the stars be stars and go the distance. And if you're going to give up a single and that's all it took for for Kevin Cash to take you out of the game, I'm not so sure if that's a GM, a manager, really kind of, you know, being a good manager. I just think he's being this guy who's going by numbers and going by something that isn't, exactly traditional sports, something that isn't the traditional metric that we all know and love, which is, you know, something that can't be quantified all the time. Sometimes you can't quantify what you gotta do, and in this case, you know, don't get me wrong, the, the, the Rays still got to the World Series, let's make no mistake, they are still a great team, and they one of the reasons they are here is because of this philosophy, but playoff baseball is very different from regular season baseball, guys, so I'm really curious to hear what everybody's thoughts are on this, I'm sure there are gonna be plenty of takes over the course of the next, like, few days, but there's also gonna be takes on another thing, and this is a developing story. Literally, as I am recording this, there are more uh, bits of information coming in. It has basically been reported and confirmed that Justin Turner tested positive for COVID-19, and it was two positive tests. One that was ran, I think it was yesterday, as in Tuesday, and it came back apparently around the second inning of this game, is what I'm saying, and they they, they then ran a second test. I'm still waiting for some of the information to come in, guys. Like I said, I'm trying to record this because I'm trying to go to bed, actually. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not super thrilled that the Dodgers won the World Series, especially out of note that was very questionable with the pulling of Blake Snell. Uh, but this is important, and here's basically what seems to be happening is that I don't understand how MLB protocols can allow. Okay, so the the positive test comes back, but my bigger issue here is okay, yes, the Dodgers pulled him out of the game. First of all, I don't know how it, it's that case if they're trying to do you know, you gotta be doing a bubble, man, like, that's what you gotta be, you know, enforcing, I guess, like the NBA did in this World Series type of situation, but more importantly is, it? there's been all these pictures that have been coming out, him, you know, kissing his significant other, as in Justin Turner, even though he is literally tested positive for COVID-19, and being allowed back onto the field like as we speak, not like literally as we speak, maybe, Uh, depends on when when you're hearing this, but everybody, if you're on the internet right now, just check this out, all these pictures, Justin Turner's just on the field, sometimes not wearing his mask, and apparently baseball said that he shouldn't be back on the field, but then the Dodgers and all the teammates were like... Or The Dodgers and then Justin Turner, like, like, he was like, all right, but I got to be on the field with my guys, right? And don't get me wrong, I understand the idea of wanting to be Hugo. You guys have been having all these heartbreaking losses. You want to celebrate this epic, monumental career achievement. I get that. Don't get me wrong. But there are people's lives at stake, and for you to be on the field when you literally have tested positive for COVID-19. And like I said, if there's some news that comes out, guys, if there's some new updates that come out by the time you guys are listening to this, then I retract everything I say. But as of right now, it sounds like he's tested positive. If I saw Ken Rosenthal uh, a little bit inaccurately reported, so I just want to put this out there, he inaccurately reported that they got the test results this afternoon. That is not true. He meant that they got it in this around the second inning, which isn't necessarily like they're clear. The MLB and baseball and Dodgers, they're not clear of all charges all of a sudden, for sure, but it is definitely one of those things where okay, let's not act like they knew a guy on their team tested positive for the World Series. That's a little bit of misinformation that might be going around right now, so be careful of that, guys. And I shouldn't say misinformation, that's just a, a little bit of an error on Ken's fault and you know come on Ken you got to make sure you get those type of things right because it's a big difference um, mm-hmm. but still the way I see is this guys and I haven't really talked too much about COVID I've just been saying hey guys be safe I've been very diplomatic about the whole thing if we're being perfectly honest I try not to get too aggressive with how I feel about my current politics and whatnot you can kind of just follow me on Twitter I feel like if you want to get my politics and viewpoints on things but it's just I, I just wish people would just be safe. I get if you're, I kind of get when people are like, look, man, I, in my neighborhood, it's this and I'm, I'm taking But don't worry, I've taken all the precautions. It's okay if I let, I, I mean, I disagree with some people who are like, it's okay to lay up in certain areas. But my thing is this, it's like this stance that's what i what i dislike is it's this stance of let's just ignore these things these people and the other thing is that with with Justin Turner and Dodgers these are people that are very very wealthy and they can afford the healthcare for certain things so let us let it be a notice that there are some people out there who who knows if there's some trainers who knows if there's some office intern with the Dodgers right now that might get affected by Justin Turner and they don't have nearly as much money as Justin Turner does and the rest of the Dodgers players do you know it's just just little things like that i'm not saying that's the case for sure but it's just I don't know. I just wish people would be more considerate of the fact that this isn't look at them, push through, they know the risks. Because the risk you take hurts other people who might not necessarily want to have that risk. Just look at what happened earlier this season with, with our beloved Sunshine, Mike Clevenger, and Zach Plesac, who decided to go out to the club, apparently, or whatever. And Carlos Carrasco literally has some heart problems and all that, and is much more vulnerable to COVID-19. It's like, I get taking risks on yourself, but COVID-19, the coronavirus, is not something that's taking risks on yourself. You might be fine. Especially based on your age, if I go out right now and I get it, I, there's a good chance that I'll be okay, you know. But what about some person that you pass it along to who's much older and much more susceptible to these things? So that's really what I want to stress, guys. This is a bad look for baseball. It was one also randomly, by the way. I forgot to talk about. I don't know what was up with Rob Manfred. It's been going around that everybody said like he sounded like he was drunk and all this, like he was just like not like slurring words a little bit. Apparently his microphone was just delayed and whatnot. But he looked really bad and everybody was booing him and justifiably so. And this is a really bad look for baseball. I wish we could be talking about just the Dodgers and how an, an incredible season they had and, you know, where do they go from here, and let's just talk baseball and that stuff. And, heck, I would even take having the conversation of Blake Snell, which I still think will be a conversation for sure, but it's not going to be a dominant conversation. What's happening right now is we're all freaking out because the Dodgers were just like, uh, whatever, forget protocol, he's, he's our champ, and we, we like him, and we got to have him on the field now. Even though there's a disturbing graphic of him, like I said, uh, kissing his significant other, and it literally has the graphic, That says tested positive for COVID-19, and that's what we're seeing on our television screen, guys. It is a really rough time, I think, in this country where we're all just kind of, I don't know, not being as concerned, not being as safe with something that can be very serious. But until we get any more information, guys, I'm going to leave it at that. Crazy World Series. Once again, congratulations to the Dodgers. I am upset with you, not because you're the Dodgers and we got to root against for the Padres, but I am upset about how they've handled this situation with Justin Turner testing positive and letting him back on the field. Is just, I really do think, inexcusable, and I want to see uh, some type of, I don't even know what I want to see. I just, I just want to see everybody everywhere just being better and not making those same type of mistakes when you literally know you tested positive. You didn't just get tested right now. You know. You tested positive, but that's really all I have to say about that, though. In general, though, in terms of baseball, I feel like I've been kind of repeating myself, so let me kind of wrap up right now. Uh, Congratulations to the Dodgers, an incredible baseball team. It was a great World Series. I would have loved to see it go seven and see more drama, and congratulations to Mookie Betts. I'm going to invite Gabrielle probably on the podcast at some point and just be like, how the heck did this happen? (laughs) Like, What does it feel like watching Mookie Betts win a World Series? This is insane that you guys traded him, but that's really it, guys. Uh, baseball, still a great sport. Sometimes, though, it's not run super well. And with that all being said, guys, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember, subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podcast, uh, podcast, uh, Stitcher, Overcast, wherever Himalaya is on there too. Just type it in your search bar, or whatever podcast platform you use, and I'm sure it will be there. Follow the show or myself on Twitter. That's at lo underscore podgers or at javapeno, which is J A V I I P E N O. Congratulations to the LA Daughters. I'm going to say it again. Congratulations, congratulations, congratulations. Going to be more uh, talking about them more in the future. And until next time, stay safe and of course, stay faithful, my fire faithful homies. Take care you yeah.